boo. <laughs> it is, I mean, perfect. It's spooky season. Um, speaking of spooky season, do you want to know what I cracked open last night? It's, it, you're not going to guess, actually. Um, Metroid Dread for the Nintendo Switch. Have, have you heard? No, I haven't. Oh. Okay. Metroid, like Samus from Super Smash Bros. Like yeah. orange power suit, space goddess realness, arm as a cannon. Um, Metroid Dread is a 2D, um, they call it like a Metroidvania game, which is basically like Hollow Knight or like Ori and the Wisp, where you're like, it's a 2D game and you're running around and exploring. It's not like you go, you don't go and reach an end goal like a Mario Bros. level. It's like 2D exploration. Um, and it is terrifying. You're being constantly pursued by these robots that if they catch you, it's a one-hit kill. Um, it's fulfilling the niche I didn't know I needed, which is a futuristic horror space opera. Um, mm. It's perfect. Halloween is very soon. Um, highly recommend to anybody looking for a spooky season video game. Yay! <laughs> Did you hear that, folks? No more growing pumpkins on the island. You can just put <laughs> shovels down. Put your shovels down. Vegetables. And grab like your intergalactic space spaceships and head off to planet zrb right is that really yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. um so you left me a little shook this morning because truthfully i had not heard of uh what's happening to kanye kanye west has legally changed his name to yay <laughs> really it's Ye or Ye. I, it might be Ye because, like, Jesus. Uh, but he's legally changed his name to Ye. And so, in celebration, I was listening to Click on repeat all day. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I, I actually Googled it before I called in, and then I was like, okay, um, I'm not going to get time to read that. <laughs> no. I'm, it was an arduous process, I'm sure. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. Uh, <laughs> just in case anyone can hear the clicking and the dinging, I am currently at work um, at the store, at the shop, in the studio. Uh, so we'll just describe all of those noises. There's a lot of people walking in and out. <laughs> yeah, continue with the podcast. Okay, so. Oh, dear. I, I'm Jolie. I'm G oh, I almost did it like last week. Hi, I'm G.I. Jolie. This is the Full Volume Podcast. Wait, that was backwards. Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, and welcome to the Full Volume Podcast. I am your co-host, Jai Jolie. And as I'm always... Your, I'm your co-host, Harvey Brent. And today we're here to talk opinions, what we do best. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly shade. Always just shading. Shade, yeah. Whoever we can. And today, um, it's not any surprise, but we're... I'm already sharing my screen. So, uh, yeah, I hope you can see it. It's our tiered list. We're doing a tiered, another tiered list. We'll share the Will Smith tiered list that I did with Josh Wummerbell, just so that you can, like, prep your bodies mm. for the video version of this podcast. But we're going to go through the MCU films. Because here's the thing. What if really took a shit out of me? <laughs> We need a break. We need, we need a break. <laughs> yeah, and like, this is like garbage candy to me. So, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, garbage in the sense the, the not, not not a lot of these films are garbage per se, but we just we needed something fl- a light and fluffy, no stakes to talk about, but still related to the general brand, which is sassy comic book realness. I think mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's where I'm coming from, at least. Yes, me too. Um, I guess I also mean to say when I say garbage, I mean. Like actual garbage candy, like the candy candy that is called garbage candy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I okay, gotcha, gotcha. The brand. <laughs> yeah, so it's like nostalgia and sugary and something that I like to dig into every once in a while. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, okay. That's okay. okay. I think at first I meant garbage, and then I said candy because garbage is so so harsh a word. So I'm not. Yeah, no, I, feel totally, yeah. <laughs> I feel ya. I feel ya. Alright, so let's see here. So d- before we start, what do oh, we... Yes. Um, I was going to ask, so we are ranking the MCU films. I think it's the first 25, maybe, possibly. I could have the number wrong. It's in or around the 20s. Um, gotcha. What is our rough ranking criteria? Are we ranking these films on their charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent? Like, what do we... What is like the barometer in which we sway by? Okay, so the barometer, let me just reshare the screen. So tiered lists generally have the same format all around, unless you're chaotic good and you just like create your own uh, tiering, um, which I sh- we shall not do. So you have your basics, right? You have your S, which is top tier. Standing for superb. And then we have like your basic letter grades from A to F. So A being like almost perfect, mm-hmm. but, but still containing flaws. And F being this uh, the suicide squad. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna throw shade <laughs> to you. You got you caught me first. <laughs> F being Fantastic Four 2015. <laughs> That's me. Crossing the finish line last, but Joe. Right? That's fine. And I don't think it's included in here, which it should never it should never be. No, so only there as are, like a baseline. Yes. A baseline for F. Um the person who created this pre created this list uh had the wherewithal to leave that shit out. So <laughs> thank you, sir yeah. or madam. <clears throat> yeah. Uh for inc- uh, excluding all Sony that has to do with, do they even include Venom? No, Venom's not here. Thank God. I mean, that's that's another, that's another thing. Um, I think the only exclusions are the X films, Venom, and then, I mean, we could just cut this short. Yeah, and Fantastic Four. Only Tom Holland, Spider-Man exists on this list. Which, you know, given what's gonna be happening in a couple months, Maybe there's a chance to revisit this at some point with all of the films being roped in because we're going to have to talk about Toby. We're going to have to talk about Andrew. But today we're talking about present day established canonical MCU films. Boom. Correct. Okay, here we go. Uh, The list is in alphabetical order. Shall we do alphabetical, chronological, or released date? Um, Okay, hear me out. I'm going to say... I think what would help me judge the the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent the most 
would be if we talked about them in release order. Is that fair? Yes. yes I can. I have it up on my screen, so I can like tell you which one's next if you want. Perfect. Let's. Okay. Do it. Okay. Am I still like? Is my face still on? I think so. You can see me. I think so. I think so. Okay. So, um, starting with Iron Man, May second, two thousand and eight. Here we go. This is a Favreau okay. film. Yep. Where does she rank? Do you know what? When it first came out, I would have put it here. Can you see that? I you put it in the A the A tier, which and it was um, the only film really. <laughs> yes, that's the thing. Like, if we were talking two thousand eight comic book films, I think it would be an A. Um, if we're talking grand scheme of MCU. I'm not sure. And let's talk about why it's going to fall a couple rungs on the ladder. Um, <laughs> it's. Uh, do you want to start or should I? Uh, you go first. I'm curious. Okay, so Iron Man's a good film. It's, it's definitely a good film. I don't think it deserves the D or the F tier. You're probably hovering around the B and C. It's... Um, I mean, casting of Tony Stark earns it major, major points. You got such a charismatic actor in the role. Um, and they took such a, I don't want to say he was a footnote in the comics, but Iron Man, for all intents and purposes, wasn't a major character like a Spider-Man or a Wolverine, you know, or someone in, in Marvel Comics. So um, I think Marvel gets points for taking the property and running with it at the time and turning it into its own franchise. Uh, you know, obviously, again, it becomes integrated into the MCU. But I think to, that it needs to be at least said at that point that it's it's got major, it gets major points for kicking off the MCU and doing so successfully. If this film failed, you know, either critically or commercially, we would probably not have an MCU, possibly. Who knows? That'd, be, that'd I... be quite the what if episode. <laughs> <laughs> what if Iron Man failed? Okay, so what I'll do right now, because I, I totally agree. Um, I'm going to put it in the B tier because we can always move it. We can always move her. We can. And yeah. it's, 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 it's fine. And like, I, you know, I, do you want to say anything about the plot? Anything about shield? Like, is there anything to really like mention at this point, aside from the fact that Terrence Howard used to play James Rhodes <laughs> and right? no longer does? <laughs> no, I mean, the plot is clean. The characters are like, it's pretty much an ABC action film. With it, uh, an Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. There's okay. like military, government, uh, espionage level uh, plot lines. And then, but there's also like fun and humor and John Favreau. Um, yes. Oh, man. Ooh. Once you mentioned Terrence Howard, I was like, okay, see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I it's gonna be a B or a C. I don't. It's not a bad film. I don't dislike it, but I just feel like if we're ranking them relative to each other, it's which is like that. That's how tier lists work. I just I don't know. And maybe again, like you said, maybe it'll move. We'll see how we feel at the end of this ranking. But it's it's a B or a C for now. Okay, so we'll leave her where she fell. Yeah, let's okay. be conservative with our estimates. Okay, so number two. Um, Grab a handle. You ready? It's mm -hmm. The Incredible Hulk, which was released only five weeks later, June 13th, 2008. Oh, boy. Which, where is it in this list? Because I see the Edward Norton Hulk. 
Is that yeah, the that's, one? That's the one, ma'am. The one before that, the 2003, was the Eric Bana. Ah, okay. Okay, yes. that's right. They only, they never gave, um, oh my God, how do, how do you forget your boyfriend's name? I feel, what? I feel so much shame. Um, Mark Ruffalo? Yes. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you have boys in every area code. It's hard. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, they never gave Mark Ruffalo his own film. So that's why I, the confusion. Okay. So the Hulk, here's the thing. I, I have been a fan of Edward Norton since I was but a teen. I mean, I like, he scared the pants out of me in American History X. Right. And I went toe to toe with people about Death to Smoochie. So mm. when he was cast as uh, as the Hulk, I kind of I lost, like I lost my mind. It was amazing. Um, I I would place this in the B tier above Iron Man. Okay, yeah. Because, it, sorry. Oh, go. sorry. No, we'll because, go. Uh, as a film, it's sort of standalone. Um, the director's amazing. The story is a little bit wonky. The CGI is terrible, but like all around story. Film like the quality of the film as a film itself. Uh, oh shoot! Now that I'm thinking about this, I'm, I'm take my rose-colored glasses are just like <laughs> falling, falling away, and I'm like, maybe this is a D. I that's where my mind was initially. I'm not gonna lie okay. to you. I'm okay. not gonna lie. I think Iron Man. If we're comparing what's on the list already, I think Iron Man is the superior film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to be realistic. But I have to give it points. I have to just give it a little shout out. The cast for The Incredible Hulk, there's some real heavy hitters in here that I don't think get enough credit. Like Liv Tyler, Ty Burrell, um, Circa Modern Family. Um, Tim Blake mm-hmm. Nelson's in this. Tim Roth is in this. William Hurt is in this. Like it's actually got some really super underrated heavy hitters. Uh, yeah. But in general, yeah, the plot is, it's whatever. Like you said, the CGI is rough. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say D, but it was almost okay. a C. <laughs> it was almost, almost a C. A C. Yeah. Okay. okay. I so think next. <laughs> no. Oh. Okay. May seventh, two thousand ten, Iron Man two. Directed Whoa. by or written by Jennifer Aniston's ex-husband Justin Theroux. Don't know how that came to be, but here we are. Um, thank you. Oh, you you went too far up. There you go. There you yep. go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, friends. But... Uh, yeah, Iron Man 2. This actually might be my least favorite Marvel film. This might be the bottom of the barrel, actually, for me. Um, the only thing it gets credit for is the fact that it introduces Black Widow, um, mm-hmm. who super paper-thin characterization, but whatever they were just starting to experiment with the the thread lines and how you introduce characters in different marvel films um and sam worthington looks damn good as a villain or sam worthington sorry sam rockwell looks damn good as a villain mickey rourke destroyed this film whether intentionally or not he as him as vanko woof like he completely (laughs) overacted and like i feel like he just thought the material was beneath him like he just was not treating it seriously and like it took you out of it. I don't know if do you have any comment on Iron Man 2? I just it's it's not a good film by any means. The plot's terrible. Um characterizations are paper thin. Villain is weak, which is typical of MCU films. 
Uh, where do you stand a, on this one? It was so terrible. It's one of those films I barely remember. Other than um, to, other than like small flashbacks. Um, all of the marketing was Scarlett Johansson running around New York City in that awful, that awful weave. Oh, awful, that what is that hair? Red. Party oh. City wig. Um, and again, paper thin characterization. Uh, they were just like, oh, look, uh, we'll, we'll shoehorn Black Widow in here because everyone loves ScarJo. Um, right now, female mm-hmm. badass, female right? femme fatale. Like, yeah. And it's, and I think everyone, including myself and maybe you, were just like super disappointed, but able to look past it that she didn't have a Russian accent. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit dumb. I agree yeah. with you. I don't I don't like the Americanization of characters. I hated it in the X-Men films too with, you know, Storm and whatnot. I don't like when films do that. So that but that's a personal preference of ours, but mm-hmm. I agree it's a, it's a strike against the movie. Yeah, I also I also hate hated Mickey Rourke in this film. He, it looked like he got up Every scene you see him in, it looked like he just had had just gotten up 10 minutes ago to film totally. the scene. And it was really distracting how um, Dog the Bounty Hunter he looked and felt and <laughs> acted. And um, he, it just... He was almost like giving me Omega Red vibes with the whips. And I was like, <laughs> oh, sick. That's what it reminded me of. But um, no, he's completely overacting in his scenes. Like, he does not give a fuck. He thinks this material is hokey pokey. Maybe justifiably so, though, because it's not a great script. <laughs> so I don't know who to blame, Mickey Rourke or the screenwriter, Justin Theroux. Right. Yeah. Who's in charge here? <laughs> also, can we, I was like, how do we even talk about uh, Justin Theroux being the director slash writer? Screenwriter. Writer. Uh, the director writer. was, um, it was Favreau. Oh, there's a I lot mean, of blame going around, a lot of shame and a lot of blame here. Right. He worked really well with um, what he was handed. But when you were handed garbage, not even the most <laughs> skilled of magicians can magic. Not even the most skilled queen on drag race can make a dress out of that for a maxi challenge. No, um, because as we we saw, um when you're handed paper bags, sometimes you just glue them to your bodysuit. Oh, sometimes you do. That's what Iron Man 2 is. It is the <laughs> La La Re in the bag ball of Marvel films. <laughs> right? Oh. La La Re, we love you. But yes. that that runway look was, it had Iron Man 2 written all over it. Yeah. Okay. Speaking next, of hot. What? <laughs> next is Thor, May 6, 2011. Oh, okay. So directed Thor. by Kenneth Brenna. I, I okay. This is what Thor has going for it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what it has going for it. It is the first film to give us. It kind of increased the scope of the MCU in terms of otherworldly beings. If you really think about it, um, and I have to say, it is the rare MCU film that has generated a good villain for us. Would you not agree? Tom Hiddleston as Loki, he's basically treated as an equal to Thor. Right? This is like a legacy film. I want to put it here. Yeah, well, 
yeah. Or maybe it is here, but it, honestly, to me, it's better than Iron Man. I agree. It is better than Iron Man. So maybe that just justifies us that Iron Man stays in C. But Thor, it's, it is, it's still, it's a product of its time. It's 10 years old. We've come a long way from it. I just think, and like the casting is perfect. They did a great job. Chris Hemsworth, Loki's great. Um, it's, it's just a little bit of a product of its time. But like I said, the fact that Loki is treated as not so much an equal in terms of power, but he's given the proper amount of character development as Thor's brother. It makes it for a very engaging villain. And like it's, it's shot Loki into in like, I was gonna say infamy, but like he is arguably aside from Thanos, the most notorious Marvel villain, maybe even more than Thanos. He's got so much charisma. He's maybe not as omnipotent as Thanos, but like they've written him to be such a complex character that that this movie alone is is the reason for that so I, yeah you're right it has to be a b it has to be mm-hmm. i mean if we were if we we're basing this solely on charisma uniqueness nerve and talent it would be it would have it would it would hit check all those boxes oh it has the nerve honey and it, it has the talent for sure yeah and the charisma <laughs> and i guess uniqueness because it takes you up to asgard so yeah it's it's a b mm-hmm. for sure it's a b okay all right, I think look we at are the both spread so far. I like the spread. Yeah, she's she's looking dope. All um, right. Next, we have released only uh, ten weeks later, Captain America: The First Avenger, from July twenty second, twenty eleven. From my understanding, a lot of people like this film. Um, I don't dislike it. I don't think it's a badly made film. It definitely doesn't deserve an F or a D. Um, mm-hmm. What it does get right is, you know, it's a um, Chris Evans again. They did a great job casting Chris Evans. He and who I guess this is up to the direction in the screenplay, but they really get into what makes a hero a hero. Like he's so earnest and like, mm-hmm. you know, he really gets into, you know, heroes are the ones that sacrifice. And, you know, he's sacrificed, you know, his whole, you know, I don't want to say his love story, but I mean, he's he's sacrificed so much to be the the icon that he is i i also have to give this own credit for introducing us to hydra for introducing us to red skull um you know and hydra is obviously such a through line throughout um so many marvel films that come after captain america the first avenger um it's got to be a c or a b i actually might even i will leave it for c for now but i actually might argue that it's a b to be honest I want to argue it for B as well. Okay. Because it's such a perfect or like retelling of the origin. You know how like you get your origin stories and it's like, oh cool, we get to watch Uncle Ben die again or mm, Martha oh. Wayne. Um, Hit the snooze button. Right. Uh, we all sort of know what the origins of this character is are, sort but of. not yeah. really. So I liked I liked the like the taking it back to the the 40s. Yes. Giving it a different time period I think is our uniqueness. Um is he charismatic? No, but no. Peggy sure is. And Captain America is not char- he's not supposed to be charismatic. He's he's earnest. He's just so honest and like serious and not ironic all the time. But that's part of who he is. Yeah, it's the cast around him is really well done. Yes. Um 
So I would I would give a charisma points for Sebastian Stan and Captain Carter. Who we stan Sebastian Stan. For sure we do. Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, uh, anything <laughs> else you want to say before we move on? No, I think we're good at B. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I'm I'm thinking B for, for the first Captain America. Okay. So now here comes May 4th, 2012. The the movie on everybody's lips that dominated the cultural conversation, directed by Joss Whedon, written by Joss Whedon, but Marvel's The Avengers. You know it's I. It's a finally good one. Bringing, yeah, finally bringing them all together in one film and closing it out with a scene in everyone's favorite, like late night takeout place, uh, shawarma. That <laughs> classic Windsor night for us. Um, I Ooh, man. this film. Okay, let me just say this film would not be as good as it was if it wasn't for the previous five films. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It benefits mm -hmm. from having all of these people introduced already, all these heroes introduced. So in that way, it kind of has an unfair leg up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it is the the action is revolutionary like the way the action scenes are filmed it it completely tied things together in a way that i don't think we've really seen other other franchises um again it benefited from the fact that loki was established as such a great villain in thor that they were able to utilize him as basically the main big bad you know in his use of the tesseract and the um chitari yes chitari uh this is a great film i you know, it's it's done so well. It's bringing all these strong personalities and finally aligning them on the same tableau. It's got to be it's got to be an A, possibly an S. But I don't I don't know. Can you think of any yeah. critiques that would keep it from S tier? Um, the critiques. Okay, it keeps itself from falling into the S tier because. Jeez, it's just, you know what, I, I don't know. Like, there's watchability, there's, uh, like, the already established cast of characters. Oh, the recasting of the Hulk. Yeah, which, I mean, yeah. we love Mark Ruffalo. We absolutely love an envir our environmental sisters. <laughs> um, yeah, do you know what? We'll be, we'll be hanged, but so be it. S it is. S it is. Let them eat cake. <laughs> um, okay, this next one. Ooh, this one bitchy. is. We're gonna be torn to shreds like a bunch of jackals. Um, this next one released, but a year later on 2013 May 3rd is Iron Man 3. People love it or they hate it, and. I can tell you why some hate it, and I don't blame them. I so I'm not a huge Iron Man purist, so I this doesn't offend me. But this is the film about Sir Ben Kingsley playing the Mandarin. Oh, brother! But does he? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we find out later again after like in a in a in a leg in a legacy. Yeah. sort of way that he is not um which gosh. i think earns it earns a future film some points we'll give those oh, points to to yes. shang chi but as it's taken at face value this film is 
probably the biggest slap in the face of comic comic you know um continuity and lore that we've had in the mcu and i think it probably brought a lot of people and it soured a lot of people i don't love this film i mm-hmm. I don't know if it deserves an S, F, mm-hmm. because I think it's better than Iron Man 2, but it is very sacrilegious. Yeah. If the religion is the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Stan Lee is our god, then it is full of sacrilege. It's full of sacrilege. So I. It's not better than Iron Man, so it's definitely a D. It's got to be. It's, it's got, like a yeah. D.5. <laughs> yeah, it's almost a C tier. There's a lot of good things about it. Um, I believe that's this is also the first film where Pepper Potts dons um, the suit, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. I believe That was so. cool. We love a strong female moment. Um, but mean, it's... Um, what do we think of the plot of that one, too? Oof. You're like, I don't remember. <laughs> right? It's not... Um, I absolutely, I would be lying if I said I remembered it. <laughs> because I don't. I hope nobody's expected us to watch all 25 of these films before we did this ranking list. We yeah. There's just simply not enough time. And even by the time we got done watching them, we would forget the first one that we started again. So, like, vicious cycle. I, um, you I know, I... Before the... Oh, I'm going to sneeze. Oh, she's going. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I'm going to try to look for the <laughs> synopsis. Oh, here we go. Tony Stark encounters a formidable foe called the Mandarin. After failing to defeat his enemy, he embarks on a journey of self-discovery as he fights against the power. Again, that's that gives me nothing. It's it's a movie about the Mandarin. The only like of note thing I remember from this plot is that it introduced Jarvis, the AI system, yeah. which later yeah. becomes a major plot point in Age of Ultron. So that's yeah, that's the only thing I can think of that can... But yeah, I think it's probably, unfortunately, comfortable in the D tier. I find it interesting that Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, those are really, like, the heavy hitters of the MCU to start. But all of their films rank relatively low. <laughs> and I we're going to see that in a second, because guess what's coming next? Thor <laughs> The Dark World. Ooh, speaking of ranking real low. Yeah. <laughs> We're, that's that's not top tier material, friends. <clears throat> um, oh, no. Uh, so Thor: The Dark World again, an incomprehensible plotline yeah. uh, involving uh, Thor and Natalie Portman. <laughs> Which and like the film? It's, it's shockingly um, segmented. I feel like like it doesn't mm. really pick up until after Freya's funeral, but like. The first bit of just Loki pacing in a in a jail cell, being Loki, you know, the film is shockingly boring and nothing happens for the first while. Um, and so that, you know, in a Marvel film, that is sacrilege. As yeah, we know. and it should have. It made a lot of money and the plot was really like just A, B, C. Uh, Malekith is the whatever the Lord of the Dark Elves, and he just wants to destroy the Nine Realms, it should have been successful, and it wasn't. Terrible. It's not... It's not a good film. It's unremarkable. Um, mm-hmm. Weak villain, again, classic MCU gripe, weak villain. It's... Yeah. I would say it's worse than the Hulk and Iron Man 3. 
but I feel like it might be better than Iron Man 2. So, like, do with that information what you will. <laughs> Somewhere. Okay. So we'll put it there on the D tier. Ahead of Iron Man 2. Wait. Or you have to move it over to the right one. Wait. There you go. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. We're being nice to Thor The Dark World. It's barely skidding by on the fact that Chris Hemsworth is beautiful. We'll give it a D for that reason. Yeah, and it gets a D also for casting Chris Eccleston, who, in my opinion, is an amazing actor and was a waste of a favor. Yeah, kind of. <gasps> eh? That was a that was a big squander. Mm, yep, could have been awesome. Wasn't awesome. And he just he looks so elfish. I'm just looking at him right now on Wiki. He like he was born to play that role. Yeah, born to play it. Apparently. Our elf king. Um. <laughs> Okay, next. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, whoa. We're going to get down to business here. April oh, 4th, no. 2014, directed by the Russo brothers, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Ooh. Okay. I think we all know that this one's at, this is a strong contribution to the MCU. It has aged very well. <clears throat> it's yes. still, it's still in the conversation for, you know, best MCU film of all time. <clears throat> it's got to be. It's got to be A or possibly S. Like this film really mm-hmm. brings out that strained, incredibly long-standing tension between Bucky and and Steve. So well done. The plot it it punches you in the gut when they you know um, when they really get down to you know a f- the fact that this is really like a conspiracy film and um, you know it's it's a great film. I. I think it might be. I don't know. What do you think, S or A? Give me some. Give me some thoughts. It hit well. It hit every single note that I wanted in like a sort of Captain America in a pseudo noir, um, like espionage kind of. Uh, it reminded me of like I hate to say it, but like Ben Affleck in those like action thriller movies. Oh, do you mean when- Geely? No. <laughs> 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 yes, that's what I meant. Um, so it's obviously an after note. <clears throat> they went chasing Amy. But. <laughs> <laughs> Petition for chasing Amy, too, starting now. Yeah. Um, I, ooh, I think that this movie is better than The Avengers. I, you know what? It might be because what it does is it, it deepens existing relationships it introduces us to Arnim Zola, which I think is hilarious, considering the end of What If. Maybe that's just like my my uh, short term memory goggles clouding me here. Um, you know, it furthers it furthers the um, the under our understanding of Shield. It furthers our understanding of Hydra. Um, it's a great film, and like the redemption story for Bucky, like, ugh, it's just Bucky. Yeah, I, I, I have to crazy. say, I think Bucky might be the MVP of this film, to be honest. Yeah, and it introduces. Um, it, doesn't it give us? Is this the film where it gives us the re, like uh, a reason to what? Oh my God, Daniel Brühl, what's his name? Oh, uh, Zemo. Zemo. I don't know if no Zemo's in number three. Zemo. He's in Civil uh, War. Got but it. we do okay. get. I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that this is Anthony Mackie's. Um, he's quite prominent in this film too. Yeah. Um, as as Falcon. So hello, Anthony Mackie. Yep, that's where their love affair started. And that's where it shall remain. Um, because that show, when I think about it more and more, is not that great. Okay, so S tier, but ahead of Marvel's Avengers. 
Next is James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy, August 1st, 2014. I remember mm-hmm. seeing this one. I mean, I've seen a lot of these in theaters, but in particular, I remember seeing Guardians of the Galaxy in theaters and thinking, wow, this is really different. I really like this. Um, I really love this soundtrack. I really love the um, the cheap Star Wars sci-fi aesthetic they went for. I think it's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Points alone for glamour. Oh, my goodness. The, the uniqueness factor is off the charts. Um, the nerve. <laughs> I okay, so yes, this is this is a successful film financially, critically. This is a good film. The cast works well together. Chris Pratt. Um, don't know if I like love him by today's standards. Um, no, but, but I he ooh. yeah, I think he makes a good Star Lord? Question mark. He does, but here's the thing, and. I would say this checks the box of nerve in like a terrible way, but like, how dare you cast Bradley Cooper into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and he's a fucking raccoon? The nerve. He's beautiful. But he's also arguably a standout of this film. Him and Groot together um, really kind of showing us what mocap is all about in 2014. I think everybody forgot about Avatar in 2009 and was like, mocap, um, Guardians is good. Ronan the Accuser, um, better than the Dark Elves. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Not wrong. Better, better than Ivan Vanko. Better than the Mandarin. Um, and better outfits too. Better the there's outfits a... and six foot five Lee Pace. Hello. Yes, please. Um, there's such a something so like statuesque and Egyptian inspired about their whole aesthetic, and I, yeah. for one, am here. Yeah, I, I think this film. This is a fun film. This is a good one. I want to. Mm-hmm. It's so different. It's given us, uh, you know, at this point in the MCU, it was so different than what came before it. I almost want to. It's B or A. Okay, I'm going to. Ooh, girl. Do you know what? I liked it better than Thor. I'm putting it in A tier. <laughs> I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I can think of many a nights that you and me and our friends in Windsor would play board games in the hot summer nights and listen to the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack on vinyl as we were. Um, so this one's just, it's hitting all the nostalgia for me. I, I do like this film. Definitely. Yeah, Redbone is just the soundtrack of my, of my that summer. So I, yeah. <laughs> No complaints from here. Um, next, Ooh. we have another Joss Whedon contribution to the world. Thank you, Joss. Uh, <laughs> Avengers: Age of Ultron. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, I guess we kind of, we were kind of remiss to mention the fact that at the end of um, Winter Soldier, we were introduced to two two twins, twins with a Z. Um, we had. <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch and Aaron Taylor Johnson as the Quicksilver. Um, that Quicksilver. Uh, that Quicksilver, <laughs> which we'll get into in a second. Um, mm. I, 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 I don't hate this film. I don't think it's a bad film. I, there's some problems with it, though. Um, James Spader as Ultron is a smug, smarmy, great voiceover. I think he did a great job as, as a corrupted you know, Jarvis. I think mm-hmm. that was great. That is S tier level villainy for me. Yeah, he's he's a great villain. This is one of those films we can't we can't knock it for um, the lackluster villain. Avengers: Age of Ultron has a this is a good. 
I want to say, quote, one-off villain. Jarvis did exist, obviously, before Avengers Age of Ultron, but it, he didn't turn heel <laughs> until <laughs> um, this film. You know what I mean? So, like, in this, in that respect, he's a one-off villain. The twins. Um, oh, Elizabeth man. Olsen as Scarlet Witch, incredible. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson as Quicksilver. I don't dislike Aaron Taylor Johnson at all. I don't. Um, oh. My problem is is the way that they they treated him and the fact that he's basically wearing um, sports athleisure wear as his top. Um, like he's giving me like Under Armour or for the gays, Gymshark, you know, in that like tight, long sleeve, white, silver t-shirt. It's bad costuming. Scarlet too. Scarlet Witch has, it's bad costuming. Even I understand they're supposed to be like quasi civilians, terrorists at this point, whatever. Um, Shame on them for that. Shame yeah. on them. Shame on them for that. Shame on them for um, introducing Quicksilver and killing him off so quickly as well. I think they. I mean, I guess it kind of benefits us later because we got our Lord and Savior Evan Peters, but it didn't yes. seem like an, an crazy big payoff at the time for Elizabeth Olsen to have a meltdown on the level that she completely destroys Sokovia. We, to as an audience member. You needed, I think you needed their relationship to simmer for a few movies before you decided to pull that trigger. Does that make sense? It makes absolute and total sense. Am I crazy there? No? No, not at all. Um, there, I remember when, just as WandaVision was coming up, um, I only watched uh, anything that you would have seen Wanda in. And... <sighs> When I was rewatching all that stuff, I was like, okay, well, I don't, I barely remember Quicksilver, I, that Quicksilver. And he had actually like a lot of, of character. Um, he was a man that cared deeply for his sister and the health and well being of his sister and the health and well being of Sokovia. But he was done wrong. And this was not the movie to introduce them. Or it was sure as hell wasn't the movie to like, shoehorn them into the team and then kill one of them <laughs> it just the payoff did not match the magnitude of the situation like it just i i don't i don't fault them for doing it but they did it too soon mm -hmm. you know? this is also the film where we get the vision the, oh my god i didn't even mention that jesus yeah <laughs> yeah because i was like oh wait a second there was definitely there was the threat level was very high and i was trying to remember why it was so high Oh, that's right. It's because Ultron seemed almost totally invincible. Why was he defeated? Oh, yes, that's right. Because they were able to extract the Mind Stone and create the vision. Um, that's why. So I wish they would have, knowing what came after this, um, because it seemed like they sped up a romance between the vision and Wanda, they could have planted the seeds of something here instead of um, killing one sibling and torturing, virtually torturing another. Um, yeah, I want to put this under, maybe it's a C tier. It's right there with Iron Man. It's not terrible. It establishes new characters. It moves some plot along, but it's not as bad as like, it's not as bad as, Edward Norton's Hulk or Iron Man 2 or Thor The Dark World. I, yeah, I think it's C tier. 
I think it's C tier. I even remember thinking that at the time when I saw it in theaters, because like usually like your your excitement goggles are on. You're like, ooh, this sequel is going to be better. I remember thinking that about X Men Three. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> whoa, <laughs> I grab, remember grab the safety handle. We're taking it. <laughs> the world thinking it of the Phantom Menace. Ooh. Oh, I know. You just what? and then you like. It's almost like a form of grief because you're in denial. <laughs> you're like you're in denial. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. I think it's C tier. Okay. I think it's C tier. Um, and then to round off phase two, we have Ant Man released a mere two months later in 2015 yeah. with Paul Rudd, ageless Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, speaking of daddies. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, um, this one. Hmm. I personally don't care for the Ant-Man films too much. They are not my, they're not my poison. Um, I don't, I don't think it's a bad film. It just does nothing for me. I don't know. I guess it introduces us and it doesn't even introduce us to the quantum realm. Oh, it does. Um, very briefly. Yeah. Uh, what, what stands out to you about this one? Um, nothing. I just, okay, <laughs> you know what? Not nothing. The standout parts of this film were definitely just Paul Rudd. I know. <laughs> I hate to say it. The only thing I can remember. Oh, and it introduced um an incredible actor to us. Uh, I can't remember his first name. Desmalchian. He plays the polka dot in. Suicide Squad? Oh, David Desmalchian. That's it. Fantastic. He's in this film. Um, well, you see him in smatterings of other films, but he plays like he plays like one of the side faithful side kick-ish characters right. in this film, which is fun. We also get, uh, we get Corey Stoll as Yellow Jacket. Um, yeah. which I am a Corey Stoll stan. Um, what else? Whew. Uh, Catherine, Mr. Catherine Zeta-Jones. He's the thing that is glaringly <laughs> terrible about this film to me. It, I know. In like a Mickey Rourke way, but like not reverse. It's like he's better than it, but he knows that he needs it as a vehicle for his career. Um, so he doesn't play it like he's better than, but the subtext is there. <laughs> totally. Yeah, He. I agree. He sticks with like a sore thumb in this film. When you get those like larger than life like established old guard hollywood actors they don't seem to play well in this sandbox Mm-mm. and they seem to want to keep casting them nicole kidman aquaman um <sighs> why why you, you why know what this old bag like and that makes me think like you know what maybe like back when we were talking about wandavision maybe al pacino as mephisto would have been a big mistake I mean, I granted it's all like it was all a rumor and all that stuff, but like maybe that wouldn't have gone well. Maybe not. Uh, maybe not. And I feel like Pacino plays in the same sandbox as Scorsese and is like, well, maybe of the same mind where these giant blockbusters are kind of like above. He would actually say it and own that statement and never probably be in these films. Yeah. Which yeah. can't fault him for. Um, okay, but where does it fall on so, the list? Um, well, here's the thing. For me, as much as I love 
Edward Norton's Hulk, it's better than that. It's better than Hulk for sure. I think it's it's better than Iron Man 3. I think it's better than Thor The Dark World. I can't actually see. Where'd the tier list go right now? I can't see it. Oh. She hasn't shared. She has to reshare her screen. There you go. There you go. Ooh, there it is. Um, yeah, I think you got it about right. I think it is a C. Yeah, like, I mean, some people would argue that it is a B tier, but not as good as, um, as good as, oh, you know what? Maybe it is. Thoughts? But it's, T- tell me why. Yeah. Tell me why. Okay, do you know what? It, it falls between a B and a C. So Iron Man, oh, I think, oh. Okay, you know, I like that. I'm, yeah, okay. Yeah. Not better than Iron Man, but better than Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a good spot for it. I agree. Great. And that was the end of Phase 2. Right. Is it for real, the end of Phase 2? That was the end of Phase 2, but we still oh. we still got many more to go. <laughs> we do, and if you want to, uh, if you want to... If you want to see us do it, if you wonder where in the world we're going to put the rest of this garbage, <laughs> we're going to take it anyway. Garbage um, candy. Yes, this garbage candy. Because you know what? There are some juicy bits. There are some juicy bits. And it includes Tom Holland's Spider-Man, Spider-Man Man films. Uh, tune into next week's episode of the Full Volume Podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can also watch our darling faces let me just do this you can also watch our darling faces um on www.com uh we upload all of these episodes every sunday i try to youtube so have a look and a listen there or on our website um apple podcast spotify iHeartRadio. I Heart Radio, Amazon Music, pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts, we're available on the Comic Book Syndicate Network or Full Volume Podcast. Until next time, I have been your host, Toby. And I've been Harvey Brent. Keep it loud. Keep it at full volume. Bye. Bye-bye.